there are somewhere he hands them to me. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, it feels weird to be like, oh, right back in the slot, like, <laughs> and just leave that emotion at CVS where it belongs. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> it's a giggly morning here in Key West, that's it for is, sure. It is a giggly morning in Key West. We just had some really interesting double entendres just before we started recording. So, we've got the giggles to begin with. I mean, and it's also, it's Valentine's Day. I mean, well, it's not really. It's not really because we recorded it before. Um, but, uh, but as far as you're concerned, it's Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day. Day. Or maybe it's not because you may not be watching listening on valentine's day but we're releasing this on valentine's day so um like how do you feel about the whole like valentine's day thing valentine's day has never really been my thing mm-hmm. like luckily for me and my husband we're in the same space our favorite nice. activity for valentine's day we go to the store and we pick out cards for each other and we exchange them in the store <laughs> and then we put them that. back and it's it's actually kind of become a tradition we did it already this year like that's super cute i really <laughs> like that as an idea we do it for birthdays and everything anytime there's a holiday like if we're in a store around his birthday I'm like here's your birthday card and then he reads it and he puts it back in we'll do like a serious one and this like a sweet one so oh, I love that idea <laughs> that's such a cute little like tradition like I may have to adopt that <laughs> the problem it's, is if it's a nice card I'm gonna want to keep it that's the issue the, I'm gonna have there are somewhere he hands them to me I'm like oh and then I'm like it feels weird to be like oh right back in the slot like <laughs> And just leave that emotion at CVS where it belongs. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, it's funny because I'm I'm kind of the opposite. Just I, I'm someone who like any excuse to celebrate. I'm I'm very big on the fact that that Valentine's Day shouldn't be the only day that mm-hmm. people are, like people say. Oh, it's like Valentine's Day. Well, that's the one time a year that we like express this sentiment or that I make the effort or what have you. Definitely not feeling that. Um, but I do. But I'm any excuse to kind of and I think also like the whole life's too short thing and um for me it's like any excuse to tell someone that I love them or to let them know that I'm thinking about them or these are the words I want to share so I'm like I'm big on like cards for like Valentine's Day Christmas birthdays all that sort of stuff but like, I kind of like your little idea I might have to try that <laughs> well you do cards really well I have a thing also I I am a recovering border hoarder where <laughs> I i get very emotionally attached to things mm-hmm. in the past. And actually the program really helped me to realize that a lot of those attachments that were meeting my needs really weren't. And yeah. um, I'm sure we will get into that at oh, a later yeah. date too. Mm-hmm. Um, but with cards, like the sentiment, I, I have trouble throwing away that emotion and that sentiment. And I have amazing friends that love to write me these long cards, of, like yourself included. And it's like, I, I can't throw this away. So then I have a stack like this. I you know the secret. As someone who used to travel full time, 
take photos and like and and you I don't know whether I've shared this on one of the previous episodes but actually my my screensaver and my wallpaper on my laptop are like all of my favorite uh, memories um like they're either moments with friends or um, and I actually have a lot of those so they come up as like I, I regularly I'm like oh I remember that when so and so sent me that so there you go there's your answer yeah and it actually works out better because I mean <coughs> I cleaned out a house uh, my childhood home and I found boxes of cards from my grandparents mm-hmm. and my mom I'm like I forgot I had these so for 15 years I held on to those knew I had a stack of cards did I ever look at them Mm-mm. no and then I was reading through them all at a feverish pace so this yeah. this keeps me in line but it I it's weird I never actually thought of it as like a tradition but we literally do it every year so I love that I love that I might have to try that so uh so today being that it is Valentine's Day and so we're talking about relationships not just intimate we'll get to that in a minute um is that we're talking about how screw-ups can make our relationships closer because so often I think people are afraid of screwing up um because they're afraid it's going to move them apart but in actual fact we don't realize there's such a great opportunity to bring things closer together and our relationships actually our relationships (laughs) this applies to all of our relationships it's intimate relationships it's family relationships it's friends children work like screw-ups can bring us closer in all of our relationships absolutely absolutely um so it's and as I said before like most people are afraid of screwing up with somebody um, because our closest relationships are often meeting a lot of our needs, even if we don't know about it, even if we're not aware of that fact. And so what that means is that we're, we we subconsciously know this. And it's when I say we subconsciously know this, we know that we when we spend time around people, people that we are close with we feel good and we know when we don't spend time around them for a long period of time or there's an issue in that relationship we don't feel good um, and so what ends up happening is that we we have this kind of subconscious fear that if we screw up that that person won't like us anymore they won't love us anymore they won't spend as much time with us anymore um, and inadvertently that will end up compromising our needs because if this person's presence in our life or the things they do meet our needs even without us realizing that's what's going on um, we'll be afraid of losing that and we because we aren't taught how to deal with these situations we're not taught how what to do if we screw up um, and how to deal with that in a way that actually brings us closer together now the thing about it is when we screw up we ba- what a screw up basically means is that we are compromising or negatively impacting somebody else's needs so we need to know how to deal with that um, um, to deal with it in order to address this fact we need to know how to deal with what happens when we've impacted somebody else's needs and how do we deal with that so that it brings us closer together rather than moving us apart Screwing up actually provides us with an opportunity. How we deal with a screw-up can bring our relationships closer together. They can build more trust, and they can build more connection. Mm-hmm. We are human. Oh, really? We are. Says who? Says me. Oh, well. You have a good point. Because <laughs> I said so. Because I said so. <laughs> but we are. Claire is human. I'm human. You're human. And we are going to screw up at some point. I'm going to yeah. repeat that again. We are human, 
we're going to screw up at some point. Yeah, it's not if, it's when. When, yeah. yes. And it's okay. Because if we know how to deal with it, it can actually benefit our relationships rather than costing them. Mm-hmm. Over the next few episodes, over the next few episodes, um, our apology series is where we'll tell you exactly how to do this because mm-hmm. an apology, as you will learn, is not a simple one and done thing and it is mm-hmm. not the words, I'm sorry. Really? Again, you heard it from my mouth. It's true. <laughs> it's true. She, she has a good point. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're willing to screw up because we know how to deal with what what's going to happen if we do screw right. up, we're likely to try things that will bring us closer. Mm-hmm. We're going to be more vulnerable. We're going to be more honest. And there's actually, honesty isn't a simple thing. There's actually three levels of honesty. And I'm going to throw it over to Claire to explain. Yeah, absolutely. So so the, there are three types of honesty. So the first is being honest. And what that means is that if somebody asks you a direct question, that you answer that, uh, you respond to that question truthfully. So that's what honesty means. It's like, if, if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an honest and truthful answer to that. The second level of honesty is being open. So not just when somebody asks you a direct question, when you're having a conversation about a topic and you're discussing something um, that if there is something kind of adjacent to that or something that's part of the same kind of conversation, um, that you would be open about that, that you don't have to be wait, you don't wait to be asked a direct question about it. You're going to be open about the things that kind of are around the subject matter that you're already discussing. And then the third level of honesty is being forthcoming. So what this means is even if the topic doesn't come up, even if a topic even remotely close to it hasn't come up, you're going to raise the topic. You're going to be forthcoming about the things that, um, that you're thinking or that you're feeling that you're going to be truthful with somebody else, um, not initiated or prompted by something they're doing, but that's coming from you. You're the one who's choosing to do it. Um, you're also going to be more authentic. You're mm-hmm. going to be the full and real you. You're not going to be thinking, oh, if I bring this up, I, you know, it's going to cost my needs or they're going to be mad. And you're going to try different ways of doing things. You're going to be able to try different ways of doing things. If you keep doing the same thing, mm-hmm. you're going to keep getting the same results. And if that's not working, hmm. kind of got to try something different. <laughs> could work like it's it and it's that thing isn't it it's like so often we do the same thing over and over again and expect different results whereas this is when we're in that situation we want to be aware that that if we know that if we screw up that we've got a way of dealing with it we're going to be willing to try different things and going hey does this work does this work does this work because if it does impact somebody else's needs we know how to deal with that fact yeah we often try not to try different things in that fear Mm -hmm. because it's like oh if we try this and it doesn't work oh, then it didn't work. Okay, (laughs) then you know it didn't work and you move on to the next thing. But it could be the thing that changes the relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. And there have been so many situations that, um, that we've had both in our own relationship and also in relationships with other people where we've had those moments. And those moments aren't necessarily easy. They're not necessarily fun. They're not necessarily comfortable. But if you know how to navigate them, because you know how to meet your needs, you're aware of the needs that are being impacted in the other person. The My furry roommates are having a bit of a moment on the carpet right now. I'm not really sure what's going on, but they're having fun. Um, they're meeting their needs. That's what it's all about. Looks like there may be some catnip involved. <laughs> I promise there isn't. I haven't given them any. 
Um, so there's lots of these different situations where we've been in that situation and our awareness of our own needs and the other person's needs and how to navigate these conversations uh, because we understand what an apology really is, as Serena said, that's coming up, has completely transformed the relationship and taken it to another level. So um, there was an example from uh, our relationship, actually. And the reason this always sits with me so, um, so strongly is because this was probably the first moment that I called Serena out um, or called her in, I suppose, more than called her mm -hmm. out, was it was a moment where something happened and I was like, you know what, that's not okay with me and I need to let her know that it's not okay with me. And it was a, it was a real fork in the road for our relationship. By doing that and us figuring out how to deal with it, it moved us closer together. If I hadn't done it, if I hadn't been honest with her and told her what was going on and trusted that we were able to work it through together, um, we wouldn't have been as close because I would have felt like I wasn't able to share something with her. So basically what happened was um, we were... Um, it was while I was here in Key West and we've been texting back and forth um, during the morning and the plan had been that um, Serena was going to come over to my place for lunch and we were going to hang out and do a couple of things. That's the kind of general gist of the situation. But she had quite a few things that she had to do at home. She was organizing and sorting through some stuff. And so she said she was going to keep me posted as to the situation. And now I know how Serena can get. And when she gets kind of sucked into a task, like she can sometimes lose all concept of time, <laughs> all awareness of the outside world. Uh, like you can, you can kind of fall down a rabbit hole at times, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, just call me Alice. <laughs> Cheshire cat. I am the Cheshire <clears throat> So um, for those of you who don't know, we had an Alice in Wonderland themed birthday celebration that Serena threw for me a, a couple of years ago. Um, and I was Alice and Serena was the Cheshire cat, just to give context to what I just said. Um, not just some random reference. Well, it was a random reference, but it actually meant something. Um, so anyway, so I was aware that I, like a couple of hours had passed and I hadn't heard anything. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Um, so eventually I sent, uh, like, and then another hour passed. I'm like, I still haven't heard anything. So I'm like, I'm going to send her a text message and say, hey, like just checking in. How is everything going? What's happening? Um, and this is probably about three hours later. So we're well into lunchtime now. But I'm thinking she's busy doing stuff. I'm just going to keep myself ticking over until she can come over. And she sends me back a text message telling me that she's at lunch with another friend of ours. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Did I miss something? Like, um, and it wasn't, uh, I mean, if the plans had changed, it wouldn't have been an issue. She'd been like, oh my goodness, someone's called and I need to go and hang out with them because they've got something going on right now. Would you mind if we do it later or something? Like if it had been communicated, it wouldn't have been any issue changing the plans, but it was the fact that I hadn't known. And so I, I, I drove to, um, and I was like, hmm, I'm like, just you know, this, and I, I actually think I did it by text because mm -hmm. we weren't able to talk at that point in, in time. I was like, "Hey, just and that, not my advice, by the way. I wouldn't normally deal with something like this over text. I would normally suggest a face-to-face -face conversation so that things aren't open to interpretation." But I was like, "Hey, like uh, this doesn't feel great. Like I thought we'd made an agreement to hang out and had lunch, and then the next day I know you're having lunch with somebody else. Like no problem if the plans change, but I just would have appreciated you letting me know so I could have figured out my plans." Um, and I remember I got back at like a, some version of like, I, I'm so sorry. Um, so I went to pick, she's like, come by and pick me up. I'll be done in like half an hour or something. So, um, so I went by and picked her up. And I remember you got in the car and your first words were to me like, I am such an asshole. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, actually, no, that's not true because it wasn't with the accent. You're going to have to do it. 
I'm such an asshole. <laughs> that was what that was what I got. I'm sorry. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> um, and I was like, and I was like, no, that's not how I would have phrased it. But I just needed you to know it wasn't okay with me. And we talked it out. And we and it was in that moment. I'm like, oh, this is somebody who I can say this isn't okay with, and we'll find a way of doing it. And and while it wasn't a textbook apology based on how we would have uh we would discuss things going forward in like the the sub, uh, upcoming episodes um what it did was it acknowledged what was going on for me and um the the attempt was made to address what was happening and to make amends and, and what have you and we'll go through what an actually an actual apology looks like as we said in, a, in an upcoming episode but it was really that moment where i was like oh okay this is great so no longer do i need to um the, the 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 relationship isn't so fragile that I have to be afraid of not being honest and I can actually be truthful about what's going on for me and here's somebody who cares enough to want to find a way of doing it that works for both of us and if um and and we'll and we'll figure that out, that out, that out together and that was the thing for me it was like it was that first moment of like <sighs> okay this is going to be one of those kind of friendships and this therefore is going to be a close friendship yeah, it, um, it was such a cool moment. It taught me also how to, like, realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, Claire had an expectation, and she was okay if that had if things had to change. Mm-hmm. But I needed to set the realistic expectation. She thought we were going to have lunch. There I was eating lunch. Like, <laughs> And going forward, now it's like, let me just shoot a text. I mean, right. I, I have been habitually late <laughs> the last couple of months. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it, I mean, now it's kind of the constant, but. <laughs> it's technically late if it's, all, if, it, if you all, if it's, it's expected. Right. <laughs> when I show up 10 minutes late, oh, you're kind of early. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. But just sending a test, even this morning, I was like, hey, a coffee would really do me good. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here to be here on time, like legitimately on time. Right. And this would serve me really well. Is this okay? Sure. Now I know that you're not walking in the door right now. I'll do something else in the time frame. And then when you come here, we're ready to go. Absolutely. Um, Another situation that really was poignant in our relationship um, is one that we referenced in episode 11, um, when it meets your needs to be a hot mess. And that was our, um, the first, I'd say, real kind of like emotionally drawn incident Mm -hmm. that was another fork in the road for us and a changing point. And that was on Claire celebrating a live, um, being a live day where the night had, I mean, we had been, um, we'd been going for a while and it was towards the end of the night in, um, (laughs) well, the beginning of the next day. (laughs) Yeah. In the time frame. So we had been out for a while and I just was unaware of, what I was doing in a situation that upset Claire and we had the tears on the sidewalk moment mm-hmm. where we just sat down and Claire told me how she felt. And I was, I think again, my words were like, I'm such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like probably something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, something around there. And it was just, because, just so you know, those words aren't part of a legitimate apology. That's not part of the apology process. That no, we, that we no, teach. And we don't necessarily suggest that either. That's just, my go-to of (laughs) (laughs) I'm an asshole is the I'm sorry, but it doesn't end there. And that's the thing. It doesn't end with I'm sorry. It doesn't end with I'm such an asshole. (laughs) Um, But that moment where Claire was able to say, hey, this really, this really hurt me. Like Mm. this is really affecting me. And she was crying. And then I started crying because that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in that situation hurting my friend, especially on the day that we're supposed to be celebrating her life. It 
Yeah. I mean, that wasn't in all, at all in alignment. So her telling me was like, okay, no, we can work through this. And we worked through it in that moment mm-hmm. and the rest of the, and the next like 15 hours that we were still awake <laughs> was spectacular. Like yeah. that could have ended the night. That could have ended our friendship essentially. And because she was able to call me into that situation right then and there, we were able to clear it mm-hmm. and we were able to move on. Right. And the other thing is, is that the other option in that scenario was that if I hadn't said it, if I hadn't spoken it, it might not have ended the night. It wouldn't have made the night better. It would have sat with me though. And it would have affected my experience of the rest of the day. And it would have therefore it would therefore have, expe- have affected Serena's experience of the rest of the day, and she might have been like, "Oh, because it was." I mean, we was late at this point. I mean, I think it was about four thirty, wasn't it? I yeah, because we, like we were walking away from one place to the yes. other. So, um, yeah. And so um, it might have even been later than that. It was um, like five. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't even know. It was it was a long day that day, um, but. It could have, I mean, Serena could have like justified it to herself of like, oh, maybe she's tired or like maybe that's the reason that her energy's changed and she's not as engaged and she doesn't seem to be enjoying things as much. It would have been very easy to have rationalized that away um, and it, to have, 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 have not ended the night, not made it better, but just put this dampener on the rest of the time that we spent together. And the rest of the time we spent together was amazing um, because we cleared it and because we dealt with it in a way that even in that moment, it brought us closer together. Well, and if we hadn't cleared it right then and there, because some people are like, oh, this isn't this isn't the right place to do it. This yeah. isn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you put that under. That doesn't go away. That emotion is there. That Those feelings are there and they need to be expressed. So you can, you can not say anything and then you compound it. Right. And that night might have been gone smoothly but the next night yeah or the next next, day or the next week and then that's still in Claire's brain and I'm like oh it was it was great yeah Yeah. she she kind of gassed out at the end of the night but Mm -hmm. when we address it then there's nothing going forward it doesn't go into the next day it doesn't go into the next week because eventually it gets too far behind you and you're like oh that happened so long ago yeah absolutely absolutely um one of the other areas that I have seen this happen um a lot is at work. Mm-hmm. I have um, developed a very close relationship with my boss because the of other work, by the way, the other the work. Other. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 other life. Um, it's brought me a lot closer to my boss because if I screw up at work, I go and I I'm like, hey, this just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's figure out how to fix it. And because immediately I started, I wasn't hiding anything. Right. And when you bring it forthright and, up, you know, just say, this is what's happening, we work through it. Right. And then my boss was like, hey. Welcome to Key West. <laughs> I could have talked through that You one, could have done. <laughs> I wanted to give him a moment to fly in peacefully. <laughs> um, but the, being able to go to her and say, hey, I messed up. Hey, this mm-hmm. this needs to be fixed. We worked through it together. Right. And we, I learned it wasn't the end of the world. Like, not that I wanted to screw up. But if I did, I wasn't scared of it. Because right away, we were clearing this stuff. We were fixing this stuff. And she was able to come to me and say, like, call me out or call right. me in. And I could do the same to her. And it really fostered that relationship of being open and being honest mm-hmm. through those mess ups. We work through them and we 
when you work through something, you become stronger. You learn from it. You right. You can progress. Absolutely. And and there have been other situations like the other way around um, in our relationship, even in our business relationship. So um, I remember when uh, when we first launched the You First video. Um, so if you don't, if you're not aware, if you go to the UniversalNeeds.com website, there is a video on there um, called You First, which is explaining how to meet your needs, um, how to release the guilt around meeting your needs. And one of the the things that we talk about in that video is being self first um, and because we wanted to make it as easy as, pe- as possible for people to understand and, and easy as possible for them to um, be able to visualize we did a we provided a PDF that went with it um, that showed the triangles with the selfless self selfish um, the unmet needs and self first now <clears throat> uh, we put it out and it had been going, we'd been promoting it for a while. And then uh, one of my contacts reached out to me. He was like, hey, I think that your PDF might be the wrong way around. And I was like, what? How is that possible? And I pulled it up. And sure, sure as shit, there it was. Um, it was um, the, the selfish and selfless had been flipped over by mistake. Um, now this was at a time when I was very, very low resource cause I've been working around the clock to get the new website launched and I've been sort of running, I'd been spinning a million different plates to try and get us over the line and get all the promotion done and everything. Um, and I'm going to be honest, this was one of those moments where I was such an asshole, like where, um, how I handled things with Serena was, I was like, why did you, why did you change, why did you change them over? Like that was something that was done intentionally. I mean, <laughs> just to fuck with just, you. Exactly. Just because like, just it would be fun. Like, I mean, I thought it would be really good to have our promotional material wrong, like to confuse the hell out of people. Um, it elicits like, conversation. Right? <laughs> well, that it did. Um, but even the, even the question I asked was like, like, well, why did you change it? And I said, if I'd been in a more, if I'd been more conscious of what I was doing, it was, it was obvious it was a mistake. It was not something that was done intentionally. Um, but what was really interesting was that in that situation, even then it was, especially in a work context, I think Serena, I mean, we're very good at understanding. One, we understand how to meet our own needs. So when the other person does something that doesn't sit well, we know how to support ourselves in that moment. Also, Serena knew what was going on for me. She knew how hard I'd been working and how I was like, are you kidding? This thing that I didn't do is now not right. Um, and why I was in that space. So she didn't say anything. But the interesting thing was, I caught it. And when I realized how I'm like, I'm being an asshole right now. I need to, I need to speak to her about this. So I said to her, I was like, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm so sorry. And I'm, I'm so sorry for like, if what I said sounding, sounded accusatory. And she's like, it did sound accusatory. And I'm like, actually it wasn't, if it sounded accusatory, it was accusatory. Like how I was dealing with things was not okay. I was accusing you of doing something that made this wrong. Um, and I, I just, I held my hands up. I said, I'm so sorry. That was completely not how I want to deal with you and our business relationship. This is not how we do things. Um, I'm really sorry. And I, I then made the effort to, to rebuild the relationship. But this is the thing. You don't have to wait for somebody else to call you out to deal with this. You can call yourself out. If you realize you, and I do this all the time. There's so many moments with different people where I'm like, I think I was, we had one earlier this week, actually, um, where I was Yesterday. like, 
Was it yesterday? What's today? No. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was Friday. It was, it was, yeah, end of last week. <laughs> that wasn't yesterday. <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. It feels like it. Um, I had a moment where I was like, hey, I know, like, I've been, again, I've been low-resourced, uh, and I, uh, with all the things I've had going on, um, that doesn't make it okay. It's not an excuse. It doesn't justify anything I've done. I realize I've been doing this, and that's not how I want to be with you. This is not how I want to do things. I'm really, I, I'm sorry, and I'm going to make the effort to ensure that doesn't happen again in the future. Like, so it's, and the thing is, is that when you do that to yourself, it, I don't think that the self first thing was the first time I did it with myself. I'm sure I've done it before that. But I remember having a conversation with the two of us where you said to me, oh, like, like me, me calling myself out made it easier for you to call me out. Mm-hmm. Right? And it, it also made it easier for me to call myself out as well. Right. Because when Claire's low resourced or, I mean, because we're friends, we're business partners, we give each other a lot of latitude because yeah. we know we're, we're, we're very in touch with each other yeah. and we know where each other is at. So yeah, if I know Claire is stressed out or tired and we do this, we do this with our significant other. I mean, we mm-hmm. do this in all, all of our relationships. Right. The thing is, I don't want to add more to her plate, but knowing that when she gets a moment to sit down and let it settle in, She'll probably call herself into it. And if not, then I can handle it when it feels appropriate. Right. So it it puts choice back on the plate, which is, which is nice. Like she she may not have the capacity in the moment to be like, hey, ooh, like I caught that. Yeah. Okay. Let me let it sit. Oh yeah, I did do that. Didn't I? Mm -hmm. Let me address that because she's probably thinking about it. And if not, you're addressing it anyway. There's nothing... There's nothing that's going to harm out of addressing that. And, and the thing about it is, is that a lot of the time people in these situations think that when you're screwing up and you're addressing it, you're doing it for the other person. That's not the case. Clear I mean, your, clear your own conscience. And it's, and it's about you showing up in integrity and that actually meets one of our needs. One of the needs that sits in the trunk of our tree, our value need, is, is about us honoring ourselves and honoring our integrity and showing up as the person, valuing ourselves enough to show up as the person that we want to be. And when I do that, I'm, I'm yes, of course I do it because I want to make, sh- I want to, want to make sure I'm respecting and honoring our relationship and that I'm showing up for us and, our, and for our, our friendship and our business partnership in the way that I want to. But it's more me being in integrity with myself. I'm showing up as a person I want to be. And if Serena didn't need me to do that, I would still do it because it's, um, and I think we're actually at that point where we probably wouldn't, you wouldn't need me to do it and I wouldn't need you to do it because we've we've created such a, a level of trust and bond and connection because of what we've gone through together. Um, but irrespective of whether she needs me to do it, I want to do it for me. It's important to do it for me as much as it is for, um, for her. Um, I had another situation with a friend of mine where um, we we send a we message back and forth a lot on WhatsApp because we're not in the same country and we'll often send each other like funny uh, images or videos. It's one of our ways of kind of connecting with each other. And she sent me a video and it didn't land that well with me. There was something in it and it wasn't that it was uh, it was offensive. It's just it didn't resonate with me and I I felt a bit uncomfortable when I was watching it. And again, it was one of those moments where I knew she shared that with me because she thought it was funny because she thought it would make me laugh. And to say to her, well, that thing that you sent because you wanted to make me laugh or make me smile actually made me feel uncomfortable. That was kind of uncomfortable to say. And so I, I but I, I, I trusted the relationship because of what we built together. And I, I shared with her and I said, <clears throat> excuse me, that 
that video that you sent didn't really land with me. I think it was because of this, this and this reason. And immediately she came back to me and she said, she said, thank you so much for telling me. I really appreciate like knowing knowing this so that I can um, do better in the future um, I understand and and she was like I'm actually I'm, I feel really like I'm really frustrated with myself because I feel like I should have kind of known that already that I should have caught it and I was like no we like we le- we're learning about each other as we go the key is that we both care enough to want to learn and to want to do better and to want to bring us closer together and that's the key with this it's not about um <clears throat> it's not like what you should be doing in relationship. This happens when you care enough about the relationship and about the other person to want to find out how to do it in a way that works for both. And you find people with whom it's possible to do that because not everybody has the capacity, not everybody has the ability to do that. Even if you want to, um, some, sometimes people can't hear what you're saying and they, they hear something as a criticism or they hear it as um, that you're compromising their needs. Not everybody can do that. And that's the reason that meeting needs is so important to this is that if you know how to meet your own needs if Serena says something to me and I'm like oh that's uncomfortable because that's not how I want to be and it's not how I want to be with her I know how to support myself and meet my own needs so I don't react from that place instead I can respond and go actually I can pause and be like okay this need isn't okay I can do this to meet this need I can do this to meet this need I can do this to meet this need actually she's got a point and um or even if I don't see it that's what she's seeing and therefore I want to do our friendship in a way that works for us both let's have a conversation and figure out a way of doing this that works for you and me and that's the thing is that when you know how to meet your own needs it makes doing this so much easier yeah and through meeting that need it also meets when you can meet the need before you approach it it takes a little bit of the charge out of the situation so you're like no I'm okay all right, now let me just process the emotion of this. Mm -hmm. If you're going into it, having that need still unmet, that's what you're seeing. That's what you're speaking is that need. So meet it and then it's like... And that's what you're reacting from. Yes. Like you're reacting from your unmet need rather than from a place of, okay... Rather than responding from... Having your needs being taken care of. It's it's kind of ironic as we film this episode, we always try to give some real life examples from our life Mm -hmm. and... We found that we're so good at doing this with each other through our, I mean, she's my key best. She's my business partner. This comes up a lot where uh-huh. there are just little things, everyday things, like the the little slips that it's like, oh, oh, yep, oh, okay. Yeah. And we're navigating through that. But we clear them and we do this process. We meet our needs. We talk about it. We call each other in. We call each other out. However you would like to say it. We call ourselves into conversations. Mm -hmm. And because they're dealt with so effectively, nothing's held on to. And we were sitting there. We're like, well, I know this has happened, but I can't remember anything. Because it's just gone. It's not even in the subconscious anymore, which it's such an amazing feeling to be like, wow, I'm not holding on to anything anything Anything. like think Mm -hmm. about your relationships and think of the little things you're holding on to Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is like that's that's the thing is that once you when you clear this and you you really clear it like where my needs are met and Serena's needs are met and we've just we've said everything that needs to be said everything that needs to be processed has been processed and the situation has been resolved in a way that we're both um happy and confident that things are going to be good going forward you can fully release it Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, bye. oh, bye. Um, that's cool. But when you're then trying to record a podcast episode to share <laughs> the experiences of how screws, screw-ups can make you close together, it makes it a little tough to remember them. It was literally sitting, 
literally sitting there for about 10 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. We're like, huh. Well, we know we have these. It happens all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. <laughs> like, how is it possible that we can't remember them? That was when we realized it's because we're so effective at clearing these things that they just don't hang around. And actually, it was kind of cool that there was one that happened this week. That I'm like, oh, that just happened a couple of days ago. So it's fresh. I can, I can remember that it happened. We're not carrying anything about it, but it's still present. It's, I mean, it, it really, I mean, it just, it just goes to show how effective this work is. And it shows, goes, just goes us. to show, yeah. Yeah, yes, we got this. Um, and how, and how, just how um, nourishing and supportive it can be for the relationships. And the reason that we have the relationship we do, the mm-hmm. reason we're as close as we are is because of this. Um, and personally, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Meet your needs, people. Absolutely helps with everything just saying um (laughs) so um anything else you want to share no no (laughs) yes but no this is this is the rabbit hole segment for me she'll always ask (laughs) is there anything else and very rarely will you get that actually (laughs) i mean i could but are you sure you want me to because we're going to be going for another 25 minutes at this rate (laughs) that's another podcast episode we'll do that another time um and that's the thing is that we've got stuff coming up the next three episodes we're going to be doing an apology mini series where each of the next episodes are going to be different looking at different aspects of an apology and the the things that people find most challenging and struggle with most around with apologies so remember to come back next week because we will be getting into that and there's some really that are like oh Sorry, I just punched something on the chair by mistake. Uh, As you do, it's me and my gesticulation. Um, I have the uh, inability to speak without moving my hands, it seems. Um, And the thing that I I like about the the episodes that we have coming up is that one of the things that I find frequently is that I want to be able to say to somebody, like if they want to know how to make an apology, it's like, oh, just go look at this. It'll tell you how to do it. and we're like, okay, let's record the podcast episode whereby if you're struggling to know how to make an apology, they can just go and listen to the, and the, we'll go through all the steps. We're going to do that. Um, I don't think it's in the next episode. I think it's the next but one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next episode, we're actually going to look at what happens when an apology actually damages your needs um, or damages needs, maybe yours, maybe somebody else's. Um, but that's one of the things people don't realize is that if you don't do an apology in the in the effective way it can actually work against you so I'm super excited to get into that me too it's actually funny because this week and I had it come up a couple of times and I'm like just just about to record a podcast on that like (laughs) tune in it yeah the apology it come back come back definitely come back yeah come back (laughs) okay well that's it for today thank you for being here thank you for listening uh we love you take care stay safe and remember to keep meeting your needs have a good one guys bye That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, if you know how to deal with it, a screw up is actually an opportunity to get closer to others. Well shit, it really is that simple.